Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. How's it going, Karen? It's uh, what's, going. What's up? You asked me what's up. Well, I don't see any Orion angels up, so obviously no? he's not. No, he's not up. Definitely not. <laughs> so there's that. My socks aren't up because I'm not wearing socks. That's usually <laughs> what I say when people ask me what's up. Truck lighting. You know, you know, I'm not wearing my slippers, and it makes me upset because I, I was rushing home to get down here to do the podcast in, the, in my studio and everything, and I was like, I'm going to put my... Well, the main thing I was thinking, I was going to put my slippers on so I could be all comfortable and have my coffee with me while I'm, I'm podcasting, and I forgot to put my slippers on. Oh, no. So, yeah. Do you have your pipe? I don't have a pipe, And a no. scotch? I do have a cup of coffee, though. Oh, well, I have coffee as well. Yeah, I, so it's a great podcast companion. I don't, I, I don't do the alcohol that much anymore. No, well, I'm just saying, you know, slippers and a pipe, and you know, two it fingers does, of scotch. Isn't that the deal? It it does sound home? like a very manly, manly thing to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, it does. And I I'm do, a, and I'm a manly man. On. I have okay. my, uh, they're Sherpa slippers. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sherpa flannel. And they have so, a fuzzy thing around the top. They're very comfy. <laughs> Just painting that picture for everyone. So, so are they like Uggs? <laughs> uh, well, they're short. They're short. So yeah. they're short. Like they're like short Uggs. Kind of, yeah, kind of. Do you wear North Face too? No, <laughs> I do not. These are isotoners, by the way. Okay, they're not uh, trendy in the least. No, not at all. They're like old people slippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Okay. So we got to get down to business. We do. Uh, we're, we're here to discuss Sleepy Hollow episode, uh, season two, episode 15, Spellcaster. Ooh, it's all sparkly with spells all around it. Yes. Bling, 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 bling. It was written by Albert Kim and directed by Paul Edwards. It so was. Yes. I don't know who those people are. Me I'm either. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Kim and Mr. Edwards. Maybe I'll look you up on IMTV yeah. later. Although Albert Kim sounds familiar. I'm thinking maybe he did some Castle episodes. I'm not sure. I'm sure he's written something I know of. But uh, nothing's tinging nothing's, me at the top of my head now. So your spidey senses aren't working? No. Stop it. That's my clip later. Clip later? Yes, my fave. Oh, Spider-Man, huh? Yeah. Ooh, something interesting just happened, ladies and gentlemen. I have to tell you about this. Uh-oh. Uh, Karen and I, we, we, we do our show notes with the Google Doc that we share. Oh, no. And we can, like, see. Did you just uh, see my change? I did see your change. We can see each other change Because I cut and pasted doing... something. Right. And, and now so I changed it. The original rating that Karen had up there... I was like, whoa, she thought this episode was that bad, No, I didn't. Huh? I cut and pasted it from somewhere else. 
And so I just now saw her change her rating. To the real rating. To the real rating that she intended. Yes. So that, The so rating that I had in my written notes, by the way. Okay. So what is that rating, Karen? Are we giving that now? Let's do that. Okay, my rating is a nine one-hit wonders. And you will get that later when I give you my trivia for this episode. Okay, okay. So my rating was nine soon-to-be-ended marriages because your wife is a crazy witch <laughs> that becomes intoxicated with power. You see what I did there? I do see what you did there. <laughs> I bet you're in heaven after this episode, aren't you? Did I or did I not call that you last did. week? You did. You totally called it. I was Things like, are actually going the way that we predicted it. But here's the deal. I did not. It wasn't like the first half of the season where you could see things a mile away and no. it was really predictable. No, and it they're going like, differently even though it's how we predicted Right, because didn't we didn't we predict that Irving was still evil? Yes. And we predicted that Katrina was probably going to turn evil. Yes. And we predicted also that General Warman was still around and was pulling Irving's strings. Right. Exactly. Which all seems to be true, but it's not exactly how we predicted it either. No, no, not exactly how we predicted it. Right. Now, I I have to do this since we're talking about this now. I have to throw something out there. I think what pushes Katrina over the edge into the evil, because obviously she like embraced it. This like you know, uh, what was his name, Jonathan Solomon, or or, or the, the the big bad from this episode. Yeah, it's in the document. Solomon Solomon Kent. Kent. Uh, Jonathan Solomon is a school psychologist at the school <laughs> where I teach at. <laughs> um, no, so Solomon Kent, um, he, he, you know, embraced your evil side, and she embraces it. Because she's been gaining all this power. And I saw that coming when she was floating the flower and changing the color. I saw that coming. Like, oh, she's getting stronger, which means she's going to get intoxicated with her power, going to turn evil. So, um, so I think the relationship with her and Ichabod, it's so strained. And they have such a hard time getting back to each other that she's not going to be fulfilled by that love that she's seeking for from, from Ichabod, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And when... The love in your marriage begins to fail you. What's the other source of love that will never fail you, that will always be there? Uh, your children. Your children. Right. Whoops. Boom. Right. Just saying. Just saying. I mean, I had to throw that out there now because we, yep. we, we, we mentioned all that. So. Yep. So I think it's going to be the fact that she feels dejected by Ichabod that drives her mm -hmm. to the evil because the evil is going to drive her closer to her son. Her son. Yeah. And, you know, she's already been searching for him mm -hmm. since he disappeared. And he did save her life. And I think she's going to be so much more interesting when she's evil. <laughs> yeah. Probably. They can do so much stuff with her character, you know, like, yeah, yeah, she's pretty attractive already. But imagine how sexy she'll be. As well, she was character. when her eyes went all nuts. Yeah, she was yeah. hot. I was like, whoa, yeah, I like evil. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there's part of me that was all like, you know what? When Ichabod and Abby were all like, yeah, let's let her rest and we'll go to the bar and have some drinks. I was all like, you know what? That's pretty scampy of you two. 
to go running yeah. off. Right. Hey. Not trappy, hey. scampy like they're little scamps. Right, right. But you know? when I when I th- saw that I was like, "Oh, okay, so you guys are going to bond." Right. And she's going to, you know, like Yeah, uh-huh. like they were skipping away, you know, going to yeah. have fun. Mhm. So cute. And I he thought. didn't he didn't even go in and say, "Hey, hey we're leaving." No, he was we're just leaving. out. He's just like, "I'm going to go yeah. hang out with my yeah. uh, my cute witness uh yeah. partner." She said she wanted some time to herself. You know, he didn't even say, hey, I'm Audi 5000. He was just like gone. <laughs> That's a hard decision to make because you know, Katrina, Abby, Katrina, Abby, Katrina, Abby. How do you make that decision? Honestly, it would be difficult. I, I mean, know I you know- might be a little sarcastic. I'm not sure <laughs> whether you are or not. No, I'm, personally, honestly, it would be a difficult decision for me. It would be an extremely difficult position. A decision for me to make, especially after Katrina becomes evil, because <laughs> you'd want to be with her if she was evil. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm attracted to crazy Only women. Only the good I die young. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Maybe I don't, I just I just feel like if Katrina was was evil, I'd be like, hey, hey, uh, make me evil too, you know? Like, but but then there's Abby. <laughs> Yeah, know. on the straight and narrow. Always doing the right thing. And that's attractive, too. Yeah, it is. It's very attractive. Yeah. But but it's, it feels so good to be bad. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, how would I know? <laughs> how would you know? I don't know. Mm. I'm never bad. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so um, the main story here... Is Solomon. that a grimoire has been taken yes. by, and there's a lot of hand waves for me in this episode because last year I read a book about the Salem witch trials and a little knowledge is a bad thing in this case. Um, yeah. So the guy who started the horribly long and arduous Salem witch trials, if you can hear the sarcasm in my voice there, um, he stole the grimoire in order to get power, blood, pla- power for his blood magic in order to what? What was he trying to do? Just get power? Uh, in, in this episode? Yeah. Ha- he was we... trying to go back in time. Oh, go back in time in order to fix things, to get right. Sarah. Right. So he could find his who, love. And... Who was never attracted to him in the first place. She liked her strapping young um, Puritan. So he was going to go back in time in order to torture himself again? Yeah, and probably become evil all over again. Right. I, I, I felt that part of the plot was a little thin. Yeah. Right, because they were like, oh, okay, so he's trying to go back in time. we got to stop him to or else we'll never become witnesses. Do what? Yeah. To what? Okay, whatever. Uh, well, the thing is, is wouldn't you not want to have to become witnesses? Because if you stop him from becoming evil and you stop that chain of events from Katrina's grandmother dying in the witch well, trials. still need witnesses, right? But, I mean, maybe maybe Solomon Kent is the beginning of it all. Maybe he's the new big mm. bad. If you think of things oh, no, he's philosophically, like, you know, the butterfly effect, yes, things change, but then time also corrects itself. Uh, okay. okay. So yes, they'd still need to be witnesses. 
Okay. You know, there's still a prophecy of witnesses. So mm, they'd probably still be witnesses. It would just change the course of the Salem witch trials. Cough, cough. (laughs) Again, we'll we'll get into that as well. You, yeah, yeah, you have some trivia about those trials. I do. It's not a lot of trivia there. Um, I just pasted the, the, the crux of the trivia. But there's a book. Um, oh shoot! I really should have looked up the book, shouldn't I? Okay. Um, there's so many puns going on here right now. What? Do you have some trivia about those trials, but they're not trivial trials? <laughs> and you <laughs> said something about the crux, or yeah. the, maybe the cruxable. <laughs> The Cruxable. No, the Crucible? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry. I don't know. Sorry, um, I just had to, I had to, I had to be puntastic God, there. For I don't second. know. I don't remember the name of the book I read. She was on The Daily Show last year. And she's written a lot of books about historical events. But, okay. Um, oh, man, I wish I could remember um, I can't remember her name. I'll I'll try and put it in the feed if I can figure it out. But she wrote a book essentially debunking the whole Salem witch trial thing. There was a Salem witch trial. There was. Less than 20 people were executed during the trials. Okay. The witch trials lasted less than a year. So like what, six months or so? March 1st, 1692 to September 22nd, 1692. That's it. Okay. Less than 20 people executed and maybe 20 more people were accused. So it was just, I mean, it was a bad part of our history. But it wasn't this whole thing. The Crucible was written, like they said in the show, about... Communism. Communism. The blackballing And the Red Scare. Stuff. Correct. Yeah. Um, it, and that's what makes people believe that the Salem witch trials were this big thing. Um, so I'm glad they actually kind of clarified that. But then they put in all this history... Quote, unquote. To, to convolute it. Right. To actually, you know, tell us, you know, to counteract that. Which um, is, I have to say, I think the writers are listening to this podcast because our criticism of how Katrina or Ichabod always sort of know someone from the past. Yeah. But they were like, It seems oh. to be going away a little bit, doesn't it? They were like, we don't know how to write an episode without that as a plot device. Right. So we won't make Katrina and Ichabod know them, but we'll make Katrina's grandmother know yeah, them. Yeah, you know what? I was okay with that. I wasn't. No, you you weren't okay with that? I was not okay with that. Okay. Because if Katrina's grandmother dies in the Salem Witch Trials, how the heck does she learn all this okay, history she about said, that? She said that her mother, you know, her, her grand, who was that? Was that her grandmother? Yes. So her mother fled. Yes, but her mother was like a little girl. Uh, I guess so. I, I'm just saying plot holes. Well, yeah. Hand waves. Again. Yes, of course. 
And again, like I said, less than 20 people were executed. There's a huge hand wave right there. Right. <laughs> there was no I mean, that is, that's an even bigger hand wave, in my opinion. That, you know, of course her grandmother wouldn't be executed because there is actually a list of those 19 people that were executed and her grandmother is not one of them. Nope. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, so less than 20 people. 20 people is still a lot to put to death. How 19 big was the, people. 19 people. How big was this community? Salem? Yeah. Uh, it was smaller than it is now, obviously. Um... Are we talking a few thousand? Yeah. Okay, so 20 people out of a few thousand. That's still... It, it was a lot, yeah. A lot. But again, for a little less than a year. Okay. It's a lot, but it wasn't this whole like 10-year-long thing that people are making it out yeah, in true. their mind to be. Like it was this whole huge deal. Okay. Yes, again, it was a dark time. But people wised up. It was just a small uprising. It wasn't hundreds and hundreds of people that it it like ran across the country. You know, it wasn't this. Right. It was one community. It was hysteria that was centered in this one community. And it, you know, it was just anyway. So, and the reason why we're hung up on the witch trial. It was dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was, <laughs> it was dumb. dumb. But the reason why we're hung up on them is because Solomon Kent was a, a a preacher or a minister in the community that Katrina's grandmother was in. Right. Uh, and he was actually a witch. She was a witch. They were kind of on the DL with their witchdom. Right. And um, and he really liked this young woman who did not reciprocate. Uh, he accidentally killed her, used his magic to convince people she was a witch which sparked the witch trials. Yes, because he started the witch trials. Yes, and then he became um, more and more evil as he was trying to cover it up more and more. Right. Uh, Katrina's mother and some other witches fled. They came back, and they kind of had the revenge on Solomon. But now he's back looking for the Grand Grimoyer. So Grimoire. Grimoire. Yes. I like Grimoire. And of course, John D. Um, he broke the book up into parts because the book, if it's in one piece, can be used for to... great power. And if it's broken into parts, it cannot. Now, is this the same and John D. that wrote about the Enochian languages? I think so. Which would be a little crossover into the Constantine universe. Yes. Well, Which means these these it's Doctor Destiny, yes, from yes. the comics, right? Doctor Destiny is based on John D, the real so, John D. He he existed in real life, John D. So there's a possibility that Sleepy Hollow and Constantine could exist in the same universe. <laughs> well, yes, kind of. I mean, technically, Doctor Destiny's John D is not the John D from real life, right? But he's based on John D. Okay. So mm, that's iffy. That's a very tenuous link, but yes. A couple hand waves and it could happen. Sure. I'm just saying I want Constantine yeah. to work with Abby and, and, and Ichabod. I was I excited to... about it because John D is featured rather heavily in a couple episodes of San, the Sandman comic. 
There you go. And uh, and so I was kind of excited. And in the Sandman comic, it's it's definitely the Doctor Destiny John D. But because of how situated in the real world Sandman is, it can also be the real John D. as well. So, yes. you know, I, I was all like, yay, it could actually be <laughs> that same John D. So um, it was just kind of cool. But anyway, that's my inner geek coming out. <laughs> it's fine. Let your geek flag fly. Thank you. And technically, again, since Constantine, Hellblazer, and Sandman are literally in the same universe, uh, the Vertigo DC universe, then I guess that could be the same John D. Which means at some point, Constantine could show up in Sleepy Hollow because he's <laughs> investigating a supernatural occurrence mm. from a demonic presence mm. that he helps Ichabod and Abby solve. Yeah, except for if Sleepy Hollow's on Fox and Constantine. If only Fox on had gotten Constantine. NBC. I can't talk. Plus, Constantine's probably not coming back. And no, maybe Fox, maybe Fox will get it and put it on. God, the- <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Because, you know, I also do a Constantine podcast. So do I. I know. I know. You already said it. So, <laughs> uh, so, so the, the Solomon Kent story moves pretty quickly, right? Yeah. They figure out what he wants to do pretty fast. They stop him pretty fast. They come up with this little plan to stop him. Right. Um, the other thing we need to talk about is that Irving kind of weasels his way back in with the crew and says he wants to help out catch this Solomon Kent. Right. And so they help it devise a plan. It look like he weasels his way in. It looks like he's helping. Yes, it does. But, he, but we know later on in but the episode. But he's so not. Yeah. We know from later on in the episode that he was weaseling his way in. Right. And uh and so uh he helps come up with the plan. Like he actually really he's one of the big divisors of this plan to stop Solomon. Mm-hmm. Uh Kent and uh they do. And uh I love how like that big reveal he picks up the book after Kent's been killed. Right, he actually kills Kent. Mm-hmm. And uh Says the book disintegrated with 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 Kent. Mm-hmm. I, I at that point I was like, I knew it. Yep. Yes, finally, plot development. Yep. Well, I had a feeling when we saw the side story with John Noble in this episode. Yes. That perhaps the fact that both he and Orlando Jones were in this episode together that they were going to come together in the end. I just kind of had this niggling feeling at the back of my brain that because they were both in this episode that there was going to be some sort of dovetailing at the end because usually they wouldn't just have that one storyline separate from everything else. Right, right. Um, So he was either going to come together with the Katrina storyline or with the with the Irving storyline. Well, I think, I think because we we got three episodes left this season, mm-hmm. 
I'm pretty sure that Katrina's storyline is going to converge with their storyline. I think so, too. It looks that way. And um, so do you think it was it was Jenry Warman, John Noble's character, that brought uh, Irving back from the grave? I think it looks that way. Okay. Again, you know, at this point... I feel like I can predict stuff like that, like saying, yeah, sure, I think so. But, you know, you and I predict things and it seems like we're kind of close and then they do it just far enough off that it makes it really novel and interesting. Right, right, right. So it's not like the first half of the season anymore. Right. Yeah, it's not predictable. It's... They've done what we thought, but it's not the way we thought it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it, it's it's kind of fresh, which feels, I like. I like it too. I, I really have liked the past two or three episodes uh, of the show since, you know, they felt like they were faltering a little bit when they had gotten rid of their big bat, Bad and Moloch. Mm-hmm. But now they feel like they're getting their footing again and um, setting themselves up for next season. Right. Now... And, I am worried that there isn't a second big bad that they're kind of flying blind. Well, I um, think I think Jenry's going to be the next big bad. Okay. I mean, his speech was like, "I'm no yeah, longer a horseman of war. Can, yeah. There will be no more greater evil than me." I would love to see that happen. I would. I just think if it's going to be like them as a an unholy trinity, the three of them together, that would be a, a much stronger big bad. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Irving, yeah. Katrina, and Jenry Warman. Yes. But here's the deal. I think Katrina, she's older, and she's going to be, I think she's a little bit more powerful. If, you think if she, she'd be the big, big bad? I think if she taps into her badness, which we yeah, hope Yeah, but we then do, they, they'd end up struggling for control. Right, and and I I think she's going to be more powerful than Jenry, and I think Katrina. I think there is a crazy girl inside of her waiting to come out, and I think she's the kind of um, woman that if she gets a little taste of that power, she ain't gonna want to share it with her son. Okay, so hold on a minute. Just before we move on to this, the rest of this episode. Yes. And we're not gonna get a resolution to this at all, but. If this were to move on to a unholy trinity for next season, one of the interesting ways they could go with it, like a super interesting way they could go with it, would be to make them, a, you know, a, a team like the supervillains, but also make it a power struggle within the group where yes. they're controlling Irving, but it's mother and son control trying to battle for control of the, the and power some, struggle thing. And at some point, the son has to seek out the aid of the father to bring down the mother. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many places they could go with this. They could go edible. They could go Electra. They could do whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, See, that would be the smart way to go. But again... You know, we can talk about this till we're blue in the face and they could come up with something totally different and just as interesting or even more interesting. I mean, we're not writers. No. So, yeah. 
I have to ask what you what did you think of the um the 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 blood demons? The uh, you mean the daredevil costumes yeah, that yeah. exploded into yes weird yeah I I think uh, I would have liked something different maybe like uh, blood bubbly looking things like little oozes on the ground would have been more interesting okay but they literally look like daredevil outfits that exploded to me yeah and they were so easily taken down yeah i just was not impressed with that at all and i felt like this episode had a little bit of what was going on in the first season where the resolution came a little too easy yes although i did like the fact that they turned uh modern technology against this guy oh with the with the electricity yeah i liked that but mm, yeah it sewed up quickly. It sewed I up just, very quickly. I liked how they did it. Yes. It just was like, boom, we're done. But the I, funny thing is, is Ichabod and Abby have no idea what's coming their way. Oh no. I wish I could just like whisper in their ear and be like, "Yo." Yeah. Katri- he's gonna Katrina. Turn on you. Yeah, and Katrina. And I Katrina, wish I could let. Yeah. I wish I could let them know about Katrina. He's got to get her out of that cabin. Because here's the deal. I don't think I think Katrina's going to go evil, but I think she's going to do for the evil side what she was doing for the good side. Mm. You know what I mean? So like she's going to spy she's gonna on. Be, she's going to be a spy. She's going to be a turncoat. Which could be. Maybe they shouldn't do that because that would be a little boring because it's the same thing she did. She's most of the season. Yeah, yeah, but see, it would mirror the beginning of the season, which would be a bookend. Yes, it would be. Um, I don't know. I and mean, that's a kind of a classic thing to do in a storytelling way. I mean, I've seen this coming all along. Her 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 affinity towards Abraham, her well, love yeah. for her son. Oh, we got to see the Abraham thing too. So what is he going to be part of this? Is he going to be are they going to be like the new four horsemen just in a different form? Well, I don't think I think the horsemen. No, no, no. I'm not saying they're going to be horsemen. I'm just saying, you know, we had horsemen as the last big bads, as it were. But are they going to be like the four bads? Um, honestly, I would like to see this, and this 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 is a little far fetched and out there. But I would like to see Abraham, his, the horseman of what was he? The horse? He wasn't the horseman. He's the mm. horseman of the um, death, death, right? Removed from him, right? And good. Be brought back to human, right? Mm-hmm. And he become an agent for good. I'd be all right with that. You know? I would. But they have to find a way to get his head back. Well, I think as soon as she separated, his head would be back. Really? I think so, because they've already shown that that um, as long as the charm is on him, his head is back. Yes. And so, you know, in a storytelling way, his head would be back. It would be back. But here's the thing. We still have that kindred thing that they made earlier in the season mm-hmm. running around with his skull on it. Right. So wouldn't it be? And this would be. A oh, cool, this would be a cool, that thing with him. Yeah. This would be a cool visual effect where like the skull gets back on his 
his uh, head and we see like the veins and the muscles and everything start to grow back and form and then the skin comes over and boom, now he's human with the head. Okay, so that kindred thing could merge with his spirit. Is good. Yeah. It works for them. Yeah. If it merges with Abraham, it might be enough to separate him from the horseman and And it also has his head. And he could be human again. And then he'd be good. Mm, See, they should just hire us to write for this show. Interesting. Well, that was, you know, both of us together. Yes. Hmm. We could write an episode of Sleep Power. <laughs> the two of us as a writing team. <laughs> yes. No, we'd have to like just throw ideas out there and have them write it. Yes, yes. We'd be like, okay, here's the concept here. We'll do. We'll write the story. You do the teleplay. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> as we talked about last week. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so far we're just doing a lot of speculating, I guess, of this yes. one. And yeah. also, we talked a little bit about Solomon Kent, and here's my other trivia. Okay. So, one of my trivia was about John D. and the Doctor Destiny connection. The other one was about the witch trials. And then this is an interesting piece of trivia, I thought. And this is on my, you know, I gave my, my grade was nine one-hit wonders. And uh, Solomon Kent was played by Jonathan Schock. And uh, he's difficult to recognize, but I did recognize him right off the bat, probably because I've seen the movie about a thousand times. Um, If you've ever seen the Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do... He plays the lead singer of The Wonders, Jimmy Mattingly, and, you know, the Own Eaters, as they call the band. Um, And they are one-hit wonders. So Mm. that is why I gave this episode nine one-hit wonders. So if you kind of recognize Solomon Kent, that's where you recognize him. He is not the lead in the movie. He's the lead singer of the band. He's kind of the diva of the band. The lead in the movie is the drummer of the band. Yes. So. I've never seen that movie. <gasps> Audible gasp. Yeah, you know, I also I've never seen Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein. So, there you go. Well, those aren't the same. Um, those you should see definitely. That thing you do is not requisite. Um, but it's so fun. It really is. You should I am upset with you for not seeing Blazing Saddles, and you should see every Mel Brooks film. It's it's funny because I was talking about this with my friend the other day, and he was like, "How dare you not have seen those movies?" I said, "You want to do a podcast about it?" <laughs> yeah. I said, "You know, movie a podcast where it's someone picks a movie that the other person hasn't seen, and it's like a first time yeah. rewatch thing." You should totally right right. Maybe maybe you could be like. I would, we, I would need, watch a movie need, with you, anytime. We need, we need to talk to the owners of GSM about this. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you want to do a commentary, since we're going to be doing that with Patreon at some point. Yes. Maybe we can do a commentary on that. I I even have a name for it. Yeah. First exposure. Oh, that's nice. Don't anybody out there in podcast land steal DM. that? Yes, trademarked. 
Done and done. <laughs> and and what's the other thing that you can do? Um, uh, copywritten. That's right. See, see, in a, see in a circle. See in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tom Hanks just tweeted. He must be listening to me. Well, there you go. He hardly ever tweets. <laughs> I just mentioned him and he tweeted. You talked him up, as my wife would say. <laughs> So, yeah, um, you should watch those Mel Brooks movies. But that thing you do is really a fun movie. Um, that guy looks so different in this, even when he is the preacher. Um, he's very thin in that thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he kind of like, he was buffing this. Super cut. <laughs> he was like, I, I work out at the gym five hours a day. Yeah. He, I don't find him super attractive at all, but he is super cut. I, I don't know where that oh. came from. Oh, you like you like the cut dudes, huh? No. Okay. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I, I don't find him attractive. Cut or no. <laughs> I just he was different. Cut in this, not cut in the other. That was the difference that he's cut in this. Um it's not cut or not that. And by the way, Barb's totally called you out on Twitter. Oh, she did. Oh, she, yeah, that's right. I saw that. She's mm -hmm. woof, oink, woof, oink, 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 woof, woof. That's right. She called me a dog. She did. I told I mean, you she wouldn't like it. I mean, I can't help. I'm attracted to beautiful women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? No, I mean, okay, that's not what it was, though. What was it? It wasn't that you were just attracted. That's what it was. That's. <laughs> you just said that's the only thing that it was. I mean, I don't. Uh, I, I don't, said I, don't, I. I say these things on podcasts and then I forget about them. Like they're <laughs> out of my mind. It was the the thing that that you said was that you know if they gained weight, you just wouldn't be as attracted to them. When did I say that? Last week. Did I say that? Yeah, you kind of did. How did I say that? I don't even You remember. said that someone was a little overweight and they weren't quite as attracted. But who did, it's who, all right. Who, did I say that about a famous person? Someone on the show? I don't remember. Or did I, say I don't remember exactly, but it had to do with weight. I mean. Don't worry about it. I feel bad now. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a fattest, I swear. Don't worry about it. I'm not an obesist. I swear. I know you're not. I like curvy ladies. You did say that. You like curvy ladies. So, oh my God! Now I'm, I'm now I'm just a dog again. I'm, I'm <laughs> you said that. I'm all right with that. I might as well just go get my dog's dog food bowl and, <laughs> and then I head it in. I mentioned that I like guys for different things. So yeah, uh, you started talking about mustangs. Okay, that's true. I had to close my ears up. La 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 la. Okay, so uh, let me t let me just tell you though, evil Katrina, hot, sitting next to a Mustang, yeah, super hot. Um, good Abby, sitting next to a Mustang, I had I had to go. Not as hot. Evil Katrina. Yeah. Evil Katrina. Fast car, evil woman. I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. Although Abby driving a fast car? Oh yeah. Hot. Sitting with next to it not so hot. No, driving it with Jenny in the back seat. 
hot. Okay, okay. Now I'm just now now I'm just I'm going down. See, that there's path. a whole different thing. No, I'm no, no this is off all over again. This is okay. We're this is okay. <laughs> Driving cars is okay. I'm gonna piss barb off all over again. <laughs> I'm I'm in with you on this conversation. Um, oh, yeah. That's only because you're thinking about the. Because I love cars. Of, you're thinking about the back seat. No, I love cars. It's okay. not the back seat of cars. <laughs> cars. Cars. Um, so that's my trivia for this episode, at least. And you know my Thank nitpicks. Um, the hand waving. Yeah. What else do we have? The Henry thing. That story was weird. No, I kind of liked Henry's story. Well, no, though. I liked it, but it was weird. Um, the fact that he was, you know, getting back in touch with his humanity. Was and he depressed? Was that what it was? I, I don't. Lack of direction, lack of purpose. You know. He looked really mopey to me. Yeah, you know, whittling a, a church. He was whittling the church. Right. Did you notice that? Right. He was whittling the church where it all went down. Right. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, Henry Parrish. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I kind of felt like the fact that he did what he did to those guys who were harassing the woman that owns the motel that he was staying in. Yeah. Tells me that there's still good in him. Yeah, but he didn't do it for the woman. Didn't he pretty much say that? Yeah. Oh, but I think he's lying to I himself. I think he did it for the kid. The son, because there's no father. Right. Right? Right. Because so he, he knows what it's like for a son. And he sees to himself. Be aimless. Yes. He sees and he himself said, in the son. And he said fathers aren't what they're cracked up to be anyway to right. the kids. So, I mean, he sees himself in the kid. Right. He did it for the kid. I get right. that. But right. um, it just tells me that, you know, yes, what he did was bad because he killed those three guys, but. His motivation for doing it wasn't all bad. Okay. Mm, his motivation wasn't... Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say that, but I will say I don't hate the outcome. Yes. I think his motivation was bad. <laughs> That's just me personally. So you think he did it all for him? But he didn't do it all for himself. I don't think he did it for himself. It was a no. bad act, but it was partially no. selfless. Mm. I think it was selfless, yes. But I don't think it was for good. Selfless doesn't mean good. Okay. In this case. No, it doesn't mean. I mean, he he obviously was trying to you know, was, get back in the swing of things. It you know, was, it's like um, hmm. for him, killing those guys was like going back to the gym when you haven't been in the gym. A it long was time. deflection. Yeah. He was he was doing it to lash out. And yes, it just happened to be selfless. He was trying to grease his wheels. Mm-hmm. He's he's a little rusty in the evil realm. There you go. He was like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't worked he, out my evil muscles in a while. Evil I need to like, hungers. Yeah, I need to I need to wave my hand around and get that evil muscle working out again. Yeah. And who better to work at my evil muscles out on than these these dudes who've been harassing Here, this kid? Here's here's my thought. Number one, I think that what we just described, yes. 
He didn't like what was happening there with the mother and the son. Okay, it was mostly the son, though, because he didn't like the pain it was causing the son. And they had a connection. They both kind of carved things out of wood. Right. And they both had the son thing happening. Right. And no father and all that stuff. Secondly, once he saw that there was something evil he could do, it just took him over. Mm-hmm. That's what I think motivated him more than anything else. It, it's like he saw that curtain of red. So he's sort of like a, an evil, obsessive, compulsive person. Yes. He's obsessively compulsive. That's more about than evil. anything else. He, I think that has been... Uh, we saw that in... I don't remember which... Ep- I think it just was building up through the whole last season but you know we saw that that was consuming him was this need to get back at everyone right right and yeah yeah you're right that's totally true it, it obs- he was just obsessed with getting back at his mother and father and you know the golem the whole golem thing even though right. we didn't know that was henry at the time you know, but we knew that was Jeremy, where he conjured this golem in order to protect him and to get back at everyone for what. It wasn't what had happened to him, but these powers that were given to him and they weren't. He didn't have anyone to teach him how to use them. And he ended up killing people around him and, you know, all this stuff. So he's just completely out of kilter with everything. So. You know, I I just think he's messed up. (laughs) That's putting it mildly, I think. Messed up. Yeah, he's he's detached from reality. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he's he's so far gone that there's no coming back from it. And now, you know, I think he was in a daze. I think that he convinced himself that saving his mother might do something to I mean to redeem himself maybe he wanted to prove himself to someone because Malik had shunned him but and it still didn't and that whole story with the mother running the hotel and she you know she she has a disability because she was run over by a drunk driver you know uh, and the son there helping the mother out. That's all foreshadowing mm-hmm. of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Because, that you know. his mother's going to have some sort of a disability, which is going to probably be that she's going to turn evil. Right. I mean, do you think that's going to be. I think that's what is going to be. And I don't know if it's going to be a disability, but it's something that's going to hold her back, you know. Or do you think something's going to happen to her? I don't think anything's going to happen to Katrina. I think she's going to just straight up turn evil. I think we had that whole relationship thing go on because what's going to happen is he is going to be drawn closer to his mother. And he is going to... And here's the deal. Maybe Jenry realizes that his mother is the stronger one mm-hmm. and that maybe she should be the one running things mm. and that she, and that she shouldn't be held back by any disability or she shouldn't have anything in her way holding her back and and he's going to help her like this boy was helping his mother run 
you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be just a little foreshadowing thing. Well, like, Because he said he noticed strength in the woman. He t- even said that your mother's a strong woman. Right. Right. So it's definitely at least a but foreshadowing. But went back on that when he talked to the boys. Yeah, that's just his bit. reason. And eh. then the way he talked to Irving kind of tells me he's not willing to have a even an equal partner. But if if mommy could take mm. care of him, if he mm. if if his mommy was evil and his mommy could take care of him and his mommy was never there. And we know from earlier in the season I know. he has those pangs in his heart yeah. like you know when that whole scene where he comes to see Ichabod in the in a sane asylum and before they see her, before they we'll try to talk see. to Irving. So I'm just saying like we'll see. it's it's foreshadowing of at least a stronger relationship between Katrina well, some and Jenry. Some a relationship. Stronger would be some. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? At least and a relationship between the two. I don't people. think there's ever going to be one between him and Ichabod. No. Ever, no. Because I, Ichabod will never, ever accept him if he is even the least part evil. Okay. And this just popped into my head. Okay. So that woman was disabled because she was hit by a, a drunk driver, right? Uh-huh. So she was actually physically disabled uh-huh what if what if katrina katrina becomes disabled because her heart is broken by mm-hmm. ichabod okay so so she's not physically disabled but she becomes emotionally disabled and the only way she handles dealing with that disability is to turn evil to turn evil right and then jenry decides to help her out with that because he knows how to be evil uh and they try to get back at ichabod for that mm-hmm. because because fathers leave you behind and don't take care of you right. anyway Malik turned on him and didn't right. care about him, and Ichabod left him. Right. So there you go. Yeah, I could see that as a mirror. It's just I would love to see a power play between him and Mommy next season. That, that would be cool, too. Yeah. Or along with. Or maybe it starts out he's trying to help Mom deal with and the heartbreak, and then it becomes a power a, struggle. Hey, I want to be king. Queen. No, him wanting to be king. Like her wanting to it be would queen. start out with her being queen, mm. if that's how it went, and then he would want to be king. So as long as Katrina ends up dead by the end of all of it, <laughs> if he if she turns evil, that's it. <laughs> He'll be free to go with Abby. No, because Ichabod will feel that he can save. Mm. Unless so. Abby gets in his ear and says, you can't save your son and you thought you could. How do you think you can save your wife? Yeah, I don't know. You know, so we'll see again. They'll be brilliant at the end. So I think have we covered everything in this episode? I think we have. OK, we have covered everything in this episode. So um, what's your anachronism? It's when he gives the quote from Edward R. Murrow. And I happen to have that. Yay! Oddly enough. Let me play that. Every kid in America reads the Crucible play about Salem. It's really about the mass hysteria over communism in the 1950s. Let us not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Remember, we are not descended from fearful men. Jefferson? Edward R. Murrow. He was a journalist in the 1950s who spoke out against these modern witch trials. You've been catching up on your country's history? It is heartening to discover men like Mr. Morrow. Would have made the Founding Fathers proud. 
I like that too. I like that too. But I just had a thought about that, listening to that conversation over again. Mm-hmm. We don't know this listening to it, but Katrina was in on that conversation. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in which Katrina kind of looked at Ichabod like, what? Who's Edward R. Murrow? And then he talks to her in a way that, oh, you know, and this was the same thing with Mary Poppins last week. And she was very dismissive of the Mary Poppins thing. Mm-hmm. And during that scene, it was kind of like he was like, let me tell you about some knowledge I have of this world we live in now. And she just seemed disinterested. Yeah, she doesn't care. And, and he almost seemed kind of condescending to her. Mm-hmm. And then Abby jumps in and they have this, they had that little banter they moment. They had a conversation, like, yeah. Yeah, it, but it was like a little banter moment like they they've ha- they used to have in the first season and earlier in the, the second season, uh, this season. Uh, so and it's kind of like Katrina was left out. So it was. It's a little interesting that. Well, Katrina let herself out. Yeah, she did, and she doesn't care about this world. Nope, she, doesn't she doesn't care about be this part of it, really. No, not the way they are part of it, at least. And 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 at least Ichabod's like, well, wait a minute, I need to. I'm a part of this world now, so I need, I should probably figure out what's been how going do I get on. A house? How? Do, yeah. Yeah, that starts out with him wanting to get a house and everything. So, Or at least looking at them. I thought that part was funny. I was going to pull a clip from the beginning of the episode where they're looking at the house and she's telling him, you know, how to translate marketing speak, but it was too long <laughs> of yeah. a clip. Yeah. And then there's the whole part where she's like, uh, so you want to buy a house, so you got to, you know, get credit, a loan, and, credit yeah. job, all that stuff. Yeah. And it was just this whole list of things, which was kind of interesting, too. Yeah. Ichabod Crane trying to buy a house in the modern age. <laughs> Unless he just gets cash somehow. Yeah. He'll be able to get a house. At, at some point, the police off the police department just needs to be like, we're paying you to be a consultant. Because they've been calling him that, but they're not saying they're paying him. Yeah. I don't think they are paying him, are they? I no, think she's but, still fronting him. Yeah, but they need to do that at some point. Like, like either that or he needs to like take on like a job at a like as an adjunct a professor. Yeah. <sighs> I think that would be fantastic. Because then he would have a whole library available right. to him. That would be really great. I agree. There needs to be like a uh, Terrytown University <laughs> that he can work at. Yeah, totally. Even though there's really not a Terrytown S- University. He could work at Columbia, I guess. Sleepy Hollow Community College. Come on. He can't work at a Columbia co- at a community college. SHCC. No, because he could be like... Miss Mills, please explain to me this concept of community college. Back in my day, if you were wanted to become a learned man, give you didn't. me some rope, tie me to the tree, give me the hope <laughs> to run out of steam. Sorry, <laughs> different show. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. I that would, know. That would be funny. Yeah. And seeing Ichabod interact with community college students and not like, not like Slackers. Columbia's, not like Columbia students or like yeah, but can you Harvard students. Teach in community. Oh man, he would lose his will to live so quickly. <laughs> it's not no, even funny. Because then it could be like this whole. It is my mission to make them passionate about their history. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but you know, Columbia would still have students like that. I guess. Yeah. And at, at Columbia, though, like a, a university like that, you have the opportunity to bring on like a, a young, like male or female scholar who yeah. knows a lot about something who could become a part of the Scooby gang right. once Holly gets written out. 
Did you hear me? Did you hear that sigh into yeah, the mic? I heard that sigh. Okay. I'm saying that so in case it didn't get picked up on the podcast, it was a very, <laughs> very weary sigh. Yes. I would like Holly to come back, but yeah, I, I have a feeling we have seen the last of him, which is sad. Uh, I miss him. Matt Barr. Matt Barr, come back. Um, I just I think that they don't want him to be any kind of love triangle sort of thing. No, and I think what they realized this season, what they were trying to do, they were trying to f- do a romantic interest thing, and they realized they couldn't just do it just yet with Ichabod and Abby because Katrina was there. So they brought in Holly for that, and then they were like, well, we don't want him. That's going to mess up. Yeah. yeah, that's going to mess up the dynamic between him, her and Ichabod. And so they tried the Jenny thing, and that seemed inconsistent. So they just decided to do away with that and go back to what was working really well season one. Right. And now you notice that Jenny's off doing something. Yeah, looking so for So that we can forget about Holly and everything for a couple episodes. Yes. So that now when Jenny comes back, we will for- have forgotten. And she'll have some story about how she met up with Holly on the road and he just didn't seem like himself and he was mean to her and she's just given up on him. And Don't even. No, we cannot <laughs> sully his reputation. Yeah. Um, uh, but how else are you going to write him out for good? They're not. Saying, just saying. They're not going to write him out for good. Okay. <laughs> they should always. Keep the door open. Yes, please. So anyway, we've talked about the episode. That's your fave clip, Edward Armbaro. Yes. I have two. One of them goes along with Justina's. So I'm okay. going to leave that for just before Justina's fave and her clip. And that's the reason I picked that one out. And I think it's funny. as It goes with my nerd. So that kind of gives that one away. But this one is from the end of the episode. And it's you and I talked about it already. Um, where they just kind of left her behind. Yes. Uh, left Katrina behind. And I enjoyed this because uh, it's part of him asking Abby... <laughs> About something that he did, <laughs> whether he did it well or not, and then her bringing something up, saying okay. we'll have to do this together. So, I liked it. Come on, I think we've earned a couple of beers. You want to grab Katrina? D- uh, d- no, she is resting. Said she does not want to be disturbed. The epithet I hurled at Kent during battle, that was good, good trash talk. It wasn't bad, but for some real practice, I'm going to have to take you to a hockey game. Hockey. 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 <laughs> I like that he kind of whispers hockey. Hockey. Like tell he's me about trying this, out the word. Tell me about this thing you speak of called hockey. Hockey. So maybe they'll go into New York and watch a Rangers game. Yeah, well, they've already seen a baseball game. We've seen them watching baseball. Yes. I think it would be funny to have them watching hockey and have him just be completely scandalized over the fighting. I want to see them walking the streets of New York after coming out of Madison Square Garden after watching uh, (laughs) a Rangers game. But I want him to be completely exhilarated by the fact that there was like a fight. That would be rather funny. And then him talking about how, like, New York never looks like this when Mayo used to come here. <laughs> well, New York looks nothing. Do you think they've been to New York City yet? 
No, but they need to go to New York because oh, they're not they that far to. from New York, they right? They have to. Yeah, they have and, to do that. And when they finally go, Ichabod will be like, oh my God, I finally get to see what happened to the city that I used to. Yeah, know. he hasn't seen a skyscraper, has he? I don't think so. Oh man, why have they not done this yet? There's so many places the show can go. We need to write an episode. We do. We need to write an episode. Either he needs to go to New York or Boston. Right. Right. We need to write an episode of Sleepy Hollow. Okay, guys, writers of Sleepy Hollow, take him to Boston. Or New York. Or both in the same episode. That would be even great. Mm -hmm. Or a string of episodes that take him from New York to Boston. Right. Oh, oh, New York to Boston. A road trip. A story arc. Story over arc. Like, over like Imagine three or four that. episodes. Over like three or four episodes where you start out and oh, we have to go to New York to get this artifact in some, you know, dungeon under the city from some church a from road some dead trip. You know, oh, it's not here. We it must have been moved to Boston because some dude I knew knew about this thing and said he was going to move it to Boston one day if he ever could find it. And I'm sure he found it. Now it's in Boston. Well, where would it be? Mm. And then he knows New where York. it is. In some underground thing where all the, <laughs> what are they, crocodiles or alligators or whatever, <laughs> and the yeah. There'd have to be some kind of lore monster, in both cities. Some demon monster thing. Sure. Hey, that's what people think. They think it's alligators, but it's really a demon. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And Abby could explain the whole, like, mythology of the alligators in right. the sewer to him. We're writing an episode. <laughs> we're or writing two or three fan or four. fiction is what or we're doing. two or three or four. <laughs> we're writing Sleepy Hollow fan fiction right now. Oh, my Lord. God. <laughs> All right. Um, so here, here's my other clip, and I'm going to go straight from this clip into Justina's feedback because it has the next clip in it okay it has the next piece of dialogue after this one in it so i'll play my clip and then i'll play hers without a break so katrina's gonna do her mystical radar thing yes if kent or the grimoire are near their spidey senses shall inform us hmm. someone's been catching up on this reading only the classics <laughs> hi this is justina calling in for witness prophecies so why won't Fox commit and close their fist on an Ichabod and Abby relationship? I think this is very much like the X-Files was when Fox would not commit to letting Mulder and Scully have a relationship. It took eight years for that to happen, and it was far less complicated because neither one of those characters were attached to anyone else. Ichabod is a married man, and his wife is now on the same plane as him, this is all very complicated. I think that's why Fox is refusing to commit to letting that relationship happen. As to the question about Holly and why he did not ask Jenny to come with him, I do agree that it could have gone either way. But my opinion is, is that he feels that Jenny would have said yes and Holly lives on a boat. That's definitely a sign that he doesn't put roots down anywhere. He doesn't commit well to anybody. And he cares for both girls. And I think that he feels that Jenny and Abby 
will be safer together. I think he feels guilty to take Jenny away from Abby while Abby has so much on her shoulders. I think he feels that Jenny can help her and fill the role that he does with magical artifacts and such when he is not available. So I think that's why he didn't ask. My cranism of the week isn't a funny one, although the Spidey Sense comment that precedes this quote was also very funny, but this is definitely my favorite quote of the episode. But we do not fight against something. We fight for something. For love, family, a life. I pray we never lose sight of what is important, for that is what drove Kent into darkness. I was so excited to see Jenry Warman back in this episode. I really think that he is magically responsible for Irving being back, and I was just very happy to see where he is, and I'm excited to see um, how Jenry Warman's storyline develops in the next few episodes, and John Noble's little schmirk is just priceless. <laughs> I give this episode 10 out of 10 exploding blood demons. And wow. I know we've been talking about the ratings a lot. And I'm really, really enjoying Sleepy Hollow. I know that some people aren't. So I pray that Fox will give it a season three. Have a great week. Hold on. One final opinion. <laughs> I do think that if Katrina embraces her dark side and both... Ichabod's son and wife are on the side of evil, this may push Ichabod into Abby's arms mm. and facilitate an Ichabod-Abby relationship. Mm. Finally, everybody's on Team Ichabod-Abby. <laughs> I don't think people were on oh. that team. I was never against it. I just said it's not going to happen while he's still married to Katrina. That's all. Because he would never do that. Yeah. And there's all kinds of weird, like, cultural things he has to overcome from his time mm -hmm. to even consider it. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, he, he's not going to cheat on her, period. As yeah. long as she's still alive... And there's a chance of them reconciling their marriage and he's still in love with her, then Ichababi is not going to happen. So, yeah. Which is why she'll become evil and then die. <laughs> or if she just becomes evil, evil and he thinks she can't be redeemed, you know, then that's it. Hey, and then he won't have to buy a house. <laughs> Because <laughs> then he can just move in with her, right? Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Uh, <laughs> okay, and Barb Ms. also Ms. sent... A, go ahead. Miss Mills, how do you take your coffee in mm -hmm. the morning? <laughs> you know, one of the things I liked about your clip, the Edward R. Murrow clip, was that he sounds so amazing when he quotes something. Yes, he does. Doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. Hot. Now I'm being shallow. Barb, you can call <laughs> me out. Uh, okay. So, so Barb wrote us in. Speaking of Barb, 
she wrote us. She didn't send us a clip. She apologizes for it. She uses my term. Um, I'm going to let you read it, but remember you have to say type, typey type. Okay. So Barb writes to us, Hi, Karen and Jamie. Sorry for the typey type this week. <laughs> I'll give this epi eight creepy white eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. Bloodlust seems to be the name of the game in a town as we have had two epis in a row with bloody themes. Guess I'll have to pass on dinner with the hollow. It was amusing watching our blood paintball monsters explode upon direct hit, though. That's a, that's actually a good a good analogy, uh, analogy paintball monsters. Yeah, that, that's kind of what they were. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching with interest where our writers are going. We've waved bye-bye to Holly. <laughs> Headless is out of sight, and Katrina is embracing her dark side. I feel there have been several hand waves to get us to where we are now. And hand waves was in quotes. Quotes, air quotes, yeah. Uh, Katrina getting her powers back, and Frank miraculously having charges dropped against him, which was apparently not Jenry Warman's doing, since he briefly embraced his softer side. I'll go with as we watch the writer's course correct. I'll go with it as we watch the writer's course correct. I'm sorry. Um, I liked seeing Abby and Ichabod bad back to case solving and seeing John Noble back. He nails all of his scenes. Agreed. Yes, he does. It seems a bit cheap to see Frank go running to Jenry Warman, so perhaps the twist will be that he is a double agent. Ooh. Well, that's mm. interesting. That is interesting. I didn't even consider that. Except for the grimoire thing. Yes. But we already saw that in season one, so that would be disappointing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm along for the ride, and we'll see how this season wraps up. This is Barb signing out and, and practicing my paintball shooting skills. <laughs> nice job, Barb. Thank you, Barb. So we all liked it, I guess. At least the four of us did from yes. 8 to 10. Yes. That's, wow, those are 10. good ratings. Those are good ratings. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear your letter read or your voice played on our podcast, please Send in some feedback. And the deadline is when now? Is it, It's not Are Wednesday. We saying, it's a, no, Wednesday at like, uh, what, 11 a.m.? 11 a.m., 12 p.m. Like yeah. So Wednesday afternoon-ish, or late morning afternoon-ish, get your feedback into us. You can get that feedback to us by calling 304-837-2278 and leaving us a voicemail, uh, which will be sent directly to us. Or you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can send us you know, an email, it's, we call it a text, but it's an email, really. Or if you have your anachronism of the week, you can upload an audio file. Or if you want to send a voicemail but don't want to call, you can use SpeakPipe, which will use your computer's microphone to record your voice and send it right off to us. You can follow us on Twitter at WitnessProfGSM. And Karen, you are on Twitter as? At Alaveria, A-L-E-V-E-R-I-A. And I am at Parish Da Thought. That's D A Thought. Parish D A Thought. And go ahead and become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook and a fan of the Witness Properties on Facebook. And do us a favor, send us feedback on all those platforms Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, email, voicemail. Do it all. Yes, you must. <laughs> we, will, we will sick Jenry Warman on you. No. That's right. Uh, 
I don't have a lot. I mean, there's not a huge spoiler thing for next week. Next week is called What Lies Beneath. Thomas Jefferson appears on next week's episode. Uh -oh. I, I'm all right with that since he's been mentioned already. The guest star next week is Steven Weber, and you might know him from shows like Wings. Okay. Steven Weber. He's like, he's like Bizarro. Um, what's the dude uh, that's nominated in Sniper? American Sniper. That's oh, it. uh. Hangover Dude. Yeah, I know. You know who I'm talking about. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Stephen Weber and Bradley Cooper are like the bizarro versions of each other. I guess. Stephen Weber's quite a bit older than yeah. Bradley Cooper. But yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like him as an I actor do too. very much. I loved Wings. Oh, I w watched that religiously. Me too. Tony, Tony Shalhoub and everything. Yep, yeah, Tony Shalhoub, Tim Daly. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Weber. Crystal. Oh, I can't remember her name. How come that's not on Netflix yet? I don't know. I don't hey, know. It Netflix, was on TV land forever. Netflix, if you're listening, get that get wings on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Might be on Amazon. Uh, Amazon. I know. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's another streaming thing. I know. Uh, could be on Hulu. Hulu Plus. Could be on Hulu. <laughs> I don't think you would have to pay for wings. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's just you me. never know you never know um yeah so i guess that's everything it it looks pretty good next week yeah it looks good we got three more episodes ladies and gentlemen 16 17 and 18 that's right so things are going to start coming to a head this next episode and actually it looks like it's headed that way we mm. have been getting to a, a pretty fever pitch here yes we have I'm liking where it's headed. Me too. Yeah, everything's kind of converging. And I'm getting excited to see where it's going. And I, I dig that. I was worried there for a little bit, but now I'm pretty excited every time I see an episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, when I give an episode an eight or a nine, I'm, I'm encouraged. So, Me too. Yeah. I very... Very not very often give TV shows a nine. No, so. me either. <laughs> Almost never. Usually an eight is about my highest. Eight and a half. Eight. Mm. So yeah, I haven't been gi giving Castle. Well, I think it's safe to say that Spellcaster has put its spell on us. Oh, aren't you clever? <laughs> aren't you clever? <laughs> Sparkly. <laughs> yep. So. I guess our spell is done. Yes. And uh, hopefully we've been able to put our spell on you. Oh, again, you're so clever. <laughs> I'm impressed with you tonight. It, it's a gift. I mean, I have to share it with the world. <laughs> it is. And you are sharing it with the world. Uh, yes, I am. And speaking of sharing it with the world, we have done so. And yes. we will share it again next week. Yes, we will. It was lovely chatting with you again, Jamie. Lovely chatting with you, Karen. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.